Welcome to Innovative Legal Leadership, the podcast where you'll hear from the world's most innovative general counsel and their leadership teams for their insights into the running of a Fortune 500 in-house legal department. The challenges, the wins, the roadblocks, the journey to date, and most importantly, what lies ahead. Let's get into the show. Hello, listeners. In today's episode, I'm speaking with the delightful Latrice Johnson. Now, I've known Latrice for a few years. First met Latrice at her, uh, during her time at Adobe, and it was a few years ago. And then Latrice was head of education content too at Clock, Corporate Legal Operations Consortium, and more recently, the head of legal operations at Palo Alto Networks. Uh, and you might recall last year we had Bruce Bird of Palo Alto Networks on the show, which was a great discussion. And this is a fantastic discussion with Latrice too. We talk about all things legal operations, right from the primary goals of setting up a legal ops function, why it's important, what does success look like? And I love this phrase she used. She talks about understanding spend rather than controlling it. I like that. It's a fantastic discussion. So in the usual fashion, sit back, chillax, and enjoy the episode. Latrice Johnson, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Welcome aboard. Thank you so much for having me, Jim. Now, uh, Latrice, we're, the format of this, pretty short, sharp, and simple. We're going to deal with the what, the why, the how, and the next of setting up a legal ops function, particularly in a high growth company. You're, of course, you've joined Palo Alto Networks recently. So let's start off with the what. When establishing a legal ops function, what are some of your primary goals? You know, I think the biggest thing is really just depending if you're building it from scratch and you're the first yep. legal ops hire or you're coming in managing a team. Establishing a legal ops function at a new company, definitely primary goals. I think the first thing is coming in, asking questions and building relationships with people, yep. knowing what your organizational structure is, who you report into, who they report into. And just talking with people, I think the biggest thing that I really do, I enjoy building relationships with people, getting to know them, you know, pets and kids and sports and all the other hobbies outside yeah. of their day jobs. And then when you start to get to know people, you kind of start to get a chance to ask questions about their day-to-day -day jobs, their functions, the challenges and things that they're experiencing on day-to-day. -day. And so when I came into Palo Alto Networks, I luckily had one person who was already on my team some of the groundwork, presumably, and some of the probably just the early touch points. Definitely helps. And when trying to work out, because you're having these conversations, presumably you're trying to build relationships, you're trying to find out what's important to people, yeah. and presumably what are their expectations yeah. of you coming on board, and what do they think yeah. um, your role encompasses and what you're going to do? Is that part of the early kind of exploration? A little bit. I think for people who don't know what legal ops is, they yep. it can go two ways. It can do one, I had a really great ops person before and I expect you to do everything that they did. And then the opposite is I don't really know what you do and I don't yeah. really know if I trust you to be involved in my day-to-day -day work. And so I think there's a bit of a balance there with that. Um, I think luckily when I came into Palo Alto Networks, they had understood the importance of this role. 
So it was a little bit easier for me of laying some of the groundwork, but I think now what it is, is now that I have a new team, I have a team of essentially myself and four and a half, almost five, right. supporting the entire department, right? That headcount wasn't there before. And so now it's, hey, there's specific people on my team that you can go to for support. And then setting those expectations, you know, individually, depending on what they need. I think the other thing is reminding people, I cannot solve everything overnight. And people think that, you know, even when you're a person that gets things done, they're like, oh, I'm going to go to that person. And so I think it's also setting realistic expectations with folks of, I can't solve it all. And it's going to take time and it's going to take a lot of thought goes into it because, these things aren't overnight fixes. So I think that definitely has helped set expectations coming into a company like Palo Alto Networks. And without necessarily being specific at Palo Alto, are there any themes that in your experience you've seen creep into the early goals? What are the typical themes that you do see, particularly in the early stages of setting up a legal ops function, that end up being part of the priority. I think the first thing that most folks end up hiring legal ops is focused on contracts and focused on outside counsel. Yeah. I think though, when yeah. you start to dig into what outside counsel are managing contracts really mean, it goes a lot deeper than just templates and keeping a list of law firms. So I think those are obviously yeah. the, the two biggest ones. One, because one has an impact to spend and the other one has an impact to processes. Those, I think, are typically the first kind of goals that people have when you're like, I just need someone to do X, I need someone to do Y. But I think one of the biggest things that folks don't realize is the focus on data. You really have to know where you are at and where your department is at to then start to dig in deeper into finding what those improvements really mean. Because if you don't know where your spend is, if you don't know what law firms are your strategic partners, if you don't know um, the volume of contracts coming in and the amount of time it's taking for all those things, that's all data that you can be using to justify how to then establish other goals within the department. And you're gonna start to uncover all these layers of other projects and priorities to focus on for year two, year three, and moving forward and then really essentially building out an entire team to support all those things that you begin to uncover. Well, Latrice, it sounds like you've actually already taken us to my next bit, the why. And I think that's that's a great transition. The, The why is to understand, to really dive deep into the data and understand what that data tells you. Ah. But, but can you expand a little bit? Yeah. If I got that right, and, and perhaps expand a little I think bit on it's, that. You know, data is an interesting thing. And I think what, I mean, I come from a finance major, right? So a lot of us in the legal ops community are not, you know, attorneys or wanting to become attorneys. I'm yeah. very happy in what I do and having yeah. that mindset goes into it. It also, data doesn't have to be this big, sexy thing where you have to have these automated dashboards. It's just understanding what information you can use to drive those um, improvements. And so I think when you think about the goals that are important to you, it also depends on the business and your leadership. And as you have conversations with them, what matters most to them? Because I can say, this is really important to me to get a new CLM. But your VP of transactions says, absolutely not. I am fine with the contract management system I have. 
I need to figure out how to, you know, minimize the workload for my team and why it's taking 72 days, you know, for a contract to get through. And that's where you're going to have to then shift your focus a bit. I think the other thing is, you know, when we think about goals, it's so hard because we spend so much time trying to support the entire department. But the thing is, it's very difficult to see those kind of goals through because our job is constantly changing and adapting to things, right? I, you're going to start on something and spend weeks testing it and, you know, talking with all your stakeholders and leadership above you, above anyone else can make a decision and you immediately have to stop, shift and adjust to what those new goals are. And so it's great to have them. I think the other thing I tell my team all the time and thank gosh, I had really great managers and mentors along the way, especially after I joined legal ops is to focus on the quick wins. Focus on those little wins that you have, whether it's you get someone who's really resistant to change or doing something, you get them to figure it out by themselves, that's a huge win. When you get someone who understands your point or you know has been resistant to a specific change and they start to understand your perspective, that's a quick win. So it doesn't always have to be these really long-term year goals. It can also be the quick things that just happen that give you success along the way. And we need the quick wins, don't we? Because the the long-term goals, they are hard, they are a grind, and they just take time. Um, uh, But the quick wins, and especially... I mean, I love the quick wins where you have, whether it's resistance, whether it's a naysayer, whether it's suddenly the light bulb has gone off for someone, that is a huge win for any team, legal ops and beyond. It's important for all of us. We want all want wins because the wins are what keeps us going for the long term. As everyone goals. says, legal ops is a thankless job. People don't realize all the things that we do to keep them running until there's a problem yep. to solve. Yep. So definitely the quick wins. And again, that's a beautiful dovetail into the how, I think. I think it sounds like part of the how is making sure that you are focused on some of those yeah. quick wins so that you can deliver on the on, on the longer-term objectives. Take us through, um, let's say, a high-level kind of... When you think about process on the how, um, and perhaps a little bit from your learnings on um, in, in Palo Alto, what, how do you think about the, the how along process? What are the high level things you can share with the audience? Ooh, I think, you know, one of the things I've recently, I mean, not discovered, but I think I've recently started to realize is so important when you're thinking about high level process and trying to achieve something, uh, especially an initiative is really go in with the intention of understanding rather than trying to change. I, you know, recently mentioned that on another discussion I had with folks is because we are, we're problem solvers. We want to come in and we want to fix it all. And what I realize is there's so many different stakeholders that are always involved in different processes and legal, unfortunately has always been, I'm just going to make a change and everyone just might have to deal. And that doesn't necessarily work. And that doesn't make legal become a good business partner to everyone else. And so when you're focused on a process and wanting to achieve something, the biggest thing is going to your stakeholders and just understanding and asking those questions. And that feedback will then help create what that process 
looks like for you as you improve and you do whatever, because, you know, process is one perspective of it. Technology and policies and change management is a whole nother part of getting something through. And so the how is really go out, have conversations, understand where they're coming from. And when you do that, you then start to really see the bigger picture and where those things can be improved and where it's just going to have to be a little yucky for a while. So it's not quite as easy as having the playbook process or the process playbook, I should say, in your hand and just rolling it out. You're saying no. it's not that quite that easy. No, it, it never, never is. is. And I think um, it takes time. I think, you know, it's, it's not yeah. going to be an overnight process, right? We have to just be okay yeah. with it not being as quick as we want it to, even as frustrating as it is. One of the things I'm doing right now is updating contracts policy, a policy that was written a long time ago. And there's a lot of different people involved, a lot of different stakeholders that I now have to be mindful of. I can't just rule something out and expect everyone to be okay with it. There is a method to doing this successfully. Yeah. Yeah. Stakeholder management and stakeholder buy-in and having the, uh, whatever business you're in, um, that's a core skill set, I think. And nobody teaches you that (laughs) at law school. Nobody teaches that at business school, okay? It is something you actually learn on the job, but the great communicators and the people who understand that really early and can bring bring that management the, uh, that those stakeholders together or um you know manage that process that is a huge skill in itself because you may be the smartest cookie in the room but if you can't win hearts and minds and um really understand um what's important to people um then then you've got a tough time ahead. yeah i think it's it's also been interesting now being here for a couple of months because i have started to build some really great partnerships with other people and in organizations and it's great because when they have changes and they're on their own team calls and they hear of something that might impact legal that communication is yep. so much easier because like hey did you know about this and I'm now brought into the table from this perspective because people were trying to keep legal out of these conversations that were happening, you know, down low. And now they're wanting to involve us in these conversations and be a part of the solution. And I think that requires that stakeholder buy-in and having your champions throughout the rest of the company, not just in legal, that really help yep. drive the impact that you can make across the company. Anything about your time at Clock that you think has helped you since then in this position or other positions, whether it's stakeholder management or, or other skills, anything that you that particularly now on reflection you think that that has actually helped <laughs> yeah. uh, with me doing my doing my job every today. day. I will say it's it's been every interesting. Um, I think there's yeah. so many different things I take away from that time. I think the biggest thing and one of the reasons why I left Adobe and went to Clock was one, the opportunity to meet people across the entire world on what they're doing to drive change. And then also just really understand the, all this, the players in the space, right? Even since I've joined Clock and I was lucky enough to have 
a really great manager, Lisa Connie, who was my first manager at Adobe and, you know, obviously really involved yeah. in, in clock even till this day. And her kind of helping guide me into that. Um, and so knowing the, the players, you know, all the players in the space and then building that network and then now kind of being on the back of it. The other thing, which I think is really interesting, you know, was managing content. I really then became more of a marketing person <laughs> and there was moments I didn't like yeah. it, especially working with sponsors and all the things that need required to go into an institute. But now it makes me one of the best people to create a justification deck or to have conversations and yeah. think about talking points whenever I'm going to my general counsel on trying to get headcount for something. And so I think managing content as much as I didn't know how that would help me, it has on the flip side of it because now I can then help tell the story in a visual way, not just by trying to say I need something. I can really, really help kind of win my case that way. I was going to say, I'm going to call out that skill set. The skill set of telling a story, um, being able to do that, again, that's one of those things you don't get taught early in the career necessarily, certainly not at any law or business school, but being able to tell a story through visuals, through whether, whether you're articulating it, whether you're, it's in a deck, it is the world of difference because we all are putting, one time or another, we're putting forward a business case yeah. to do something. <laughs> Um, to get whether it's to get budget and so forth, so it's that's a really interesting insight from your time at Clock, and and a skill set that you wouldn't have, you just wouldn't have predicted. I should do this because it'll help me do tell tell a story and win hearts and minds when I need to down yeah, the track. Definitely did not know that going into it, but I yeah. did, and it is amazing now coming on the opposite end of it and being able to create really beautiful decks and presentations that people understand because I've seen hundreds of PowerPoint slides I've gotten to, you know, and the other yep. thing is also working with sponsors, I think is a huge thing because I also understand kind of, I'm, you know, I'm not a marketing person, never will be, but there's component of its components of it. I understand yep. now when we're trying to reach the audience and now even creating e-learnings and things of that nature that help you know, educate our legal department yep. that, yep. you know, come in handy. So definitely a lot of things I hold very near and dear to me from my days at clock. It's still a community I'm very active in constantly sharing the knowledge that I've learned along the way, just because, you know, I was in that position seven years ago when I started in, in ops. Yeah. Fantastic. Now tell me what, what does, we all ask what success looks like. What, what does it look like for you short term and a bit longer term in your current role? And how, how are you hoping to be able to measure and ring the bell occasionally for the wins? I think short term success for me really is coming to work every single day, knowing even if I can't do everything, I've been able to do one thing that, you know, whether it was something really small or something really big, um, and so for me, I just, I have that focus because I know that I can't do everything all at once. And so I really go, you know, every single day with the intention of just take a step at a time. I think um, also making sure that I have a team that's supported and they're educating and themselves and 
doing what they can to provide those suggestions to the departments. So I really want to build a team that really wants to work here and sees themselves working here, whether they're with me forever, which is not what everyone yeah. manager wants, right? At some point you want them to fly the nest, but I want them to be happy here and feel valued and respected, whatever background and experience that they bring to the table, whether it's in legal or not. I think long-term, um, that's a good question. I really haven't, I think, put in my own self. I think where I start to think long-term success is probably more headcount and focusing on those gaps that I know that our department needs, but it hasn't been a need in the past, but it is a need now. Yeah. I think that for me yeah. would be knowing that I've built a really amazing team and the department works as well as it could with the right technologies, the right policies in place, that would bring me happy and success. I don't necessarily, yep. I think of one of those people, I don't necessarily have a, a title in mind or I want to become a VP of something. I think for me, I've always focused, you know, titles. We've seen so many interesting titles across the board. I think for me, as, as long as I enjoy my job, I'm still challenged. I still can make an impact that for me is success. Any mistakes that you've made before that you sh you want to call out to the audience, um, or anything that should kind of roadblocks, anything they should just be mindful of, from perhaps from some of your battle scars or <laughs> battle scars of others that you that that, that you've yeah. seen. Oh, there's a lot. I think the <laughs> one there's a couple. I think one my experience working with legal. Um, with law firms, actually, I think we yeah. go into yeah. the mindset and we're always told to minimize spend, minimize spend. And as we all know, the attorneys or <laughs> general counselors, you know, those are precious relationships to them. So I've definitely made some mistakes by, you know, why isn't there a discount on this? Why is, you know, why yeah. is this not cheaper? Yeah. And I really had to understand the work and the complexity that goes into some of these issues. And so it's not always about numbers. You really have yeah. to understand why that person was selected to manage that specific matter and things like that. And I think sometimes when you're first starting out, it can, you know, you're told one thing, but I think taking a step back and really, instead of trying to control spend, um, I think you yeah. need to understand the spend, right? That, that's un, that, I, I think that's yeah. important too because that because what you end up doing um, is you're really inserting yourself in an existing relationship which is an important and strong relationship and it's might have gone on for quite some time and making sure you understand the entirety as much as you can of that relationship and what impact you're potentially going to have or how it's going to land. I think yeah. that's right because every time you're talking about spend, you are there are two sides of that equation. It's making sure and knowing that there is a relationship yeah. that is that sits um, as part of that spend. So I think that's what it sounds like. That's the kind of that's the lesson. And I think yeah, I think one. the other thing, the two other things I would say is one, always I think have conversations and be aware of where your happiness level is. I think with any job, I can't you know say I've been necessarily unhappy in my roles. Of course, I have moments where I realize this is not the role that I want to be in long-term and obviously have to shift yeah. to what makes me happy. So I think that's the biggest thing. Never stop, I think, 
sometimes we get so comfortable and so busy that we forget about our own selves and what we're trying to accomplish and what yeah. we want to do long term. And we can't forget that because then we stop growing and stop learning for ourselves. And then my next point is when you are starting to look for that next role and that next opportunity, I think the biggest thing I tell people is a, there's a lot of companies who are hiring legal ops, which is amazing because they're understanding the value of it. And especially if you're in a position where you're trying to get from one job to another, it's so easy to get really excited about the opportunity. But I think the biggest thing I'm going to tell anyone who's looking for that next step is be very mindful of the company that you're going to. And if they're really ready to embrace what legal ops brings, because there's a lot yeah. of companies who are like, it sounds nice and fancy and shiny and pretty and I want it, but they're not ready to create the space for it. They're not ready to be that champion yeah. for it and bring you to the bring you into the conversations that you can really make an impact. And that can make or break a job for you. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, some people stick it out and some people say, you know what, this is just not the right place for me culturally to learn and to expand yeah my own self and you then have to kind of shift to what that looks like yeah and look and that's a really difficult one of course Latrice because as we know sometimes it's impossible or it's difficult to make that assessment yeah. until you are actually in yeah. the organization but I think your, your your call out is right whatever and I suppose this applies across the board whatever position you're taking but really making sure that you're actually done the homework that you can to make sure that the organization and the key stakeholders are okay. ready um, and um, whether it's by examples of how in the past their actions have followed their words or what, whatever it might be whatever that due diligence is because there's nothing more disappointing than than getting to a position where where the environment or the culture or, or the stakeholders aren't actually ready for what your superpower <laughs> um, actually is. So um, I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's a really sensible call out. Okay, we're going to finish off now with the next. Latrice, what is, what's next? Let's say the next six, 12 months for you, what are you going to focus on? What are you going to get the team to focus on higher level to, to get the... Um, uh, the energy in the department and the success and the wins and the at the kind of trajectory that you're looking for. Ooh, there's a lot there. Um, well, we're we're in the process. <laughs> we just um, signed a contract for e-discovery and legal hold, so we're implementing that for our first time here at Palo Alto Fantastic. Networks. We are revamping our contracts policy, so it's now used to be one. It's now going to be three. We are simplifying a lot of our intake and our workflow automation. We're kind of under, starting to build a tech roadmap and understand the use cases for the different technologies that we have across the board. And if we're actually using the right technologies, if not, you know, coming yeah. back and saying, you know, we need to do an RFP or we need to update and upgrade some of the features that we have within these tools. And other things, I think DNI is a really big one that we're focused on right now. I co-lead our committee. And, you know, there's a lot of, of discussions around it. And now I think it's really important for to make sure for me, it's a passion topic. Um, I live it I every single day as you know, I'm mixed, I'm a woman um, of color. And so I think for us, that's a pretty big, you know, thing that we want to do, especially for our general counsel, that's something he really wants us to focus on. 
and I'm sure there's probably others, but those are the ones I can think of. So it's. <laughs> I think that's enough. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I tell you what, that's a fantastic roadmap ahead of you, Latrice. It's been fantastic having you on the uh, on the show. I'm glad we've had a chance to reconnect. It's been a couple of years. Um, fantastic insights for the audience. So thanks so much for Thank joining. Thank you so me. much, Jim, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for tuning into the show. For more please subscribe to the show in your favourite podcast player. If you or someone you know would make a great guest on the show, please connect with me, Jim, the host of the show, via email, jim at pursuit, P-E-R-S-U-I-T dot com. We'd love to hear from you.